Welcome to the Gumboots by the Sea podcast. Time for you to connect to soul, celebrate you and to experience inner peace and empowerment. Each week, Gumboots by the Sea will bring you soul balm and some magic for each of us. I'm your host, Kate Darnell, founder of all things Gumboots by the Sea. It's so wonderful to have you here with me right now. This week, I'm speaking with Dee from Little Black Bow Photography. Dee and I find ourselves chatting about weddings, creative beings, connection, and the ups and downs of running a heart and soul-led business. So we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this special episode with Dee from Little Black Bow Photography and me, Kate, from Gumboots by the Sea. While there's no F-bombs this week, there's a little bit of sailor language that just slipped up throughout the conversation. So pop your headphones in if there's little people around um, and prepare for for some swear words. Um, just dabbled throughout our awesome chat. <laughs> hey Dee, welcome to the Gumbits by the Sea podcast. Hello, thank you Kate for having me. Oh, total pleasure. I'm so happy to have you here because as I was just explaining before we hit record, you were always meant to come to the little village of Coopernook and take photos of the actual real life soul fenced event that didn't take place um, because 2020 is different. Um, thanks all, thanks to all things pandemic. So instead I thought it'd be really cool to close the soul fest season with the photographer here chatting, which makes total logical sense to me. Um, Maybe not to everyone else, but that doesn't matter because they'll discover that you are so much fun. Um, Our listeners will discover that you're so much fun. Um, And it's just, I love any excuse to have a chat with you, lovely Dee. So this one's extra special. We're hitting record and you're not behind a camera. I'm not. I'm behind a laptop. (laughs) How does it feel to be behind a laptop and not a camera? Well, it's weird because I can see myself and I can't usually on a camera. So yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's different. But it's lovely to talk to you. Oh, to have a chance well, and to, and I and I do love the Gumboots podcast. So you know, I can fangirl and be on it at the same yeah. time. Yeah, oh, I'm so glad I can I can fulfill your fangirl um, desires. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome, Dee. Well, it is great to have you um, here without your camera, but you take amazing photographs, and anyone that sees me splatter myself um, in my more professional attire is all thanks to Dee's amazing photos. Um, And you do a lot of wedding photography, but also brand photography. Um, And if people haven't worked out by now, uh, you're a photographer. So tell us a little bit about you and your businesses. Um, I've been a photographer in the wedding industry for 10 years now. Um, I now have three businesses. I've got my photography well sorry wedding photography business little black bow photography so that's my main one um and then i've started a business with my friend beck essary and she's also a wedding photographer which is called the branding photographers and i've got another one which is a little side hustle elopement business in newcastle called underground lovers yeah I'm not letting a pandemic stop me. <laughs> no. And because you've got busier during the pandemic in a sense, right? 
yeah, I've um, made myself busy because I think it's one of those things that if you stop, um, well, nobody will know you're there after all this happens and people are spending a lot of time working on their business while they can. So yeah. it's good to kind of stay in people's minds and, yeah. you know, do the things that I would never have had time to do before. Yeah, and especially so great to um, really put some time and energy into the elopements, which as a celebrant, I know that's becoming such um, a bigger option for people and for couples at the moment. So I just love the look of underground lovers. It looks so great. Um, everyone will have to check that out. But if we were to describe Dee and all that you offer in your photography in those various ways, um, share with me three words that would describe the essence of Little Black Bow. Um, I think it would be really genuine, um, creative and heartfelt. Ah, okay. Now you, now this is where you get to elaborate. Tell me more. Tell me more about the heartfelt. Um, I am really, really passionate about what I do and anyone that's met me will know that. Um, you know, sometimes I'll come home from weddings at 10 o'clock at night, drive an hour and then upload images just so that I can look back on the photos that I've taken because I get really excited about it. Yeah. Um, my husband always questions if I don't do that. Like he's like, did something happen? Um, and I, you know, it's funny cause I never wanted to get married. I didn't think it was that important. And then I did. And now I understand like why I did obviously. <laughs> um, and I, it's just really nice to give those feelings and those memories back to other people. Um, so I guess that's the heartfelt part is the passion that I have for, not only just this as a business, but um, the humans that I interact with. Um, yeah. yeah, like I, I love the people side of it as well. Yep. So um, if just for our listeners, Dee and I actually met at a, a wedding. We'll just instant BFFs um, at, a, at, a gorgeous, um, at a gorgeous wedding we did in Barrington Tops. Yeah, Barrington Tops. It was yeah. gorgeous. Shout out. Hi, Emma and Tim. I'm sure you're listening. Yes. <laughs> um, but it was awesome um, that their wedding brought us together. Um, no, I felt like I'd known you when I met you. I thought that I'd met you somewhere before and I always knew when I met you that there would be a reason why. Yeah, and here we are, just fangirling one another's businesses, really. It might have been your lame joke that you said during the ceremony that tricked <laughs> me. Maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah, so, I, um, so I'm sure listeners have been to weddings where, you know, you find creative ways to tell people um, not to take photos, just let the photographer do their thing. And um, we hadn't told Dee that I was going to make an announcement to tell everyone to please don't take photos or let the photographer do their thing. And I hadn't met Dee yet. And I, it was this, this like, this is how joyous um, the couple that I married were, um, Emma and Tim. Tim suggested, oh, you know, we were at a wedding and they said, please don't take photos because these photos are going to be used in Vogue. But he thought it'd be really funny to say these photos are going to be used in New Idea. <laughs> Little did we know that I, my execution that please don't take your photos because these photos are going to be used in new idea. It came across so um, real, but they totally missed the joke. It. And she came up and went, are these photos being used? I know. And, I, and I did think one new idea of all magazines would choose that. And we were just having a joke. We were just being no, funny. So I believed you. Yeah. yeah, the photographer believed us. So, you know, we hit it off. It was total, total friendship at first sight um, and f at first lame joke. Loved it. <laughs> totally loved it. I'm really known for my lame jokes, Steve. Um, but yeah, Tim got the credit for that one. But um, 
I think this comes into the like how genuine you are like and right. and you're you're absolutely ready to um have a joke but show up for for the people that you take photographs of photographer for is that is that a verb I don't know okay. uh, <laughs> yes, it is now, it is now. yeah yeah so um so genuine and what was the other one um creative creative so it is yeah. one of those things you feel weird saying that about yourself. I was having this discussion with somebody before, like to say you're creative and she's like, well, that's silly. You're a photographer. Of course you're creative. And she's like, you're good at marketing and all of that stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I wouldn't be doing this job if I wasn't creative, but um, I don't know. It kind of seems a, a word that's just a word without meaning. Like, I guess it's without meaning behind it. It can be so many aspects of being creative, I guess. Yeah. So do you think it's a bit obvious? Like I'm a photographer, of course I'm creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So it seems a bit shallow a word to me. Like just like, like, I guess, I don't know, like obviously, yeah. I just think it's a bit obvious. Like, yeah, of course you've got to be creative to be a photographer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess. See, I, I sort of believe, I believe everyone's creative. Like everyone has some kind of creativity in them. But what's your stance on that? Because I'm definitely not a photographer. No, I think everybody is too. And it might yeah. not, it doesn't have to be in an artistic way. Um, you know, even if that's somebody that, you know, they majored maths at university or something, I think that's still really creative. Like you, yeah. you're more, you have to think in a creative way to be good yeah. at math, which I'm really bad at math. So, um, so like, I think that's, that's not my forte. Um, but I think there's so many different ways to be creative. I don't, like, that's it's such an expansive thing. Yeah. Um, that's yes just saying creative it's kind of like oh yeah okay you're creative you know whatever well I, I think um birthing two new businesses during a pandemic means that you're pretty creative as well though like yeah. it go it does go beyond like oh I'm I'm D I take pretty photos like yeah, yeah and I would rather probably be creative in that way that I have to think off the cuff and come up with new you know ways to do things rather than just say oh yeah I can take a pretty photo um yeah. I think it's important to be what do they always say at, at the kids school to be resilient and I think yes being res resilience is a form of creativity because you do have yeah. to adapt wow sound intelligent yeah that's good <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I totally agree I think it is a form of creativity resilience like and being able to adapt and being that flow, which I've seen you, um, I've seen you work in your creative flow, you know, and um, I think that's um, definitely what helps people be attracted to um, your offerings and, you know, just your whole vibe as um, a photographer. So obviously I'm going to, in the show notes, there'll be your, um, the tags for everyone to go visit, but I really, really, um, Go, go and have a look. Even if you don't want a um, brand photographer or you're not looking to elope or you don't want um, wedding photos taken, Dee takes beautiful family shots or they're just so lovely to look at as well. You really are good at capturing the essence of people, gorgeous Dee. Oh, thank you. So if not, you can just look at my new puppy on my Insta stories. If you oh, like. Yeah, Dee also has like a, new a new puppy. puppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My feet at the moment. Oh my yeah. gosh! I mean, yeah. yeah, if you're not interested in photos, you can just check out my new puppy. Yeah, <laughs> but I, that comes back to the genuine again, though, because you are—you do just show you are just you, and you show up as you, and that's really. Oh my gosh, I sound old in this day and age, but <laughs> it's so important um, that people show up as all of them. Yeah, that's really important to me because I think like scrolling through Instagram, and it can be one of those things that. Um, you know, can make people feel really bad about themselves. And I've, you know, 
done that myself before where you just compare yourself to everybody and their highlight reel on Instagram is like, why aren't I as good as them? Why aren't I as, as successful as them? And then I think, you know, maybe just getting to an age, certain age thing too, that certain age, um, <laughs> that, that, that you just go, you know what? There's so much bullshit. Like I just, I can't be anybody else but me. I'm a big dork, you know, like I've got a couple of crazy kids and a crazy husband and dog. Like I can't pretend to be anyone else. And I think people do crave that connection, especially now with the pandemic. I think people crave that realness and the, you know, if you do stuff up or, you know, you've got a pimple in your head and you show or whatever, but I mean, not everybody, you don't have to be a Photoshop person all the time. Like it's okay yep. to just be you and people, you know, you'll attract the people that are attracted to you and like your genuineness rather than this image that you're creating. That's not really you. You'll get found yeah. out eventually. <laughs> totally will get found yeah. out. And I think, this is a really good message for listeners as well, because if we try to be everyone's cup of tea and we try to please and we try to be a highlight reel, well, it can only, it can only take you so far, really. Yeah, you can. I mean, there's only so many years you can, you know, do that before the bags under your eyes start to show and, you know, <laughs> things start going in different directions than what they did when you were younger. Like, so you can, I mean, enjoy that while it lasts. But I think there's a point where you just got to go, you know what, I'm, you know, this is just me. me. It's okay yeah. to show you and put yourself out there. I think that's, and it's actually really freeing for any personal business, uh, you know, just to go on social media. You know, if I'm a dickhead, it's okay for people to know that I'm a dickhead. Like if they don't like it, that's okay too. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's quite empowering to feel like that. Yeah. And I think that um, not only does it then empower you, but it does help you clear the dross. Like it helps you get clearer on who you're here to serve and support and who will get the most out of who you are when you just show up as yourself. Because we can't be, as much as I've tried to be every single person's cup of tea for many a years, it's actually impossible. And it is if, really like, hard. <laughs> it's really hard. And even a couple of years ago, I'm like, no, I am everyone's cup of tea. I can support everyone. It's like, uh, okay, well, you've still got a lot to learn. And I yeah. did. And I learned the hard way that, oh, no, nope, nope. There's another lesson. There's another person telling me that I'm not their cup of tea. Yeah. And, um, that's okay. That's actually for the better because we can't serve everyone. No. Um, and we don't freaking need to. No, no. There's enough people in the world that they can find someone else yes. that will pander to yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. And there'll be the right alignment, the right fit for Exactly, them. yeah. So this then takes us to the challenges of running your own heart and soul-led business, Dee. Share yeah. some of the challenges with us. So I guess one of the challenges would be what I just spoke about is that competition thing. You know, you get a lot of people that are new to the industry and are coming through and I guess they've got great ideas and they're super passionate, you know, they may not have a family, so they've got lots of spare time, you know, no kids soccer on Saturdays and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so I guess you're always like, uh, you are competing with that. So you've got to kind of stay fresh, but stay true to yourself as well. Um, yeah. uh, and like, you, you don't want to fall behind so that you don't get any business. You've obviously st still got to stay current, but I think it's without, being like for me I don't want to be a try hard and then to like to myself and just do something that is fake and not me and I can't sustain that so um yeah I just think that yeah competition and stuff like that and 
is a challenge. Um, and I guess, yeah, staying true to myself. Like I just, I just really want to stay true to myself. I can't, as we said, I can't fake it. So yeah, you've just got to keep doing that. Um, and I think, I don't know, I guess just continuing the business to run, like to, you know, I want to keep making an income from this. I've decided I don't really know how to do anything else anymore because I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Um, I don't want to work for someone again. Um, I've been stuck in an office. That's so not me. Um, so I guess just, you know, I've created this life for myself and I want to continue to have that and make it, you know, bigger and better so that I can spend time with the kids and everything. And um, so I guess, yeah, that's the challenge is to sustain that. That's yeah. The sustain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, because you've been doing like your photography um, business has been around for a decade, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So like, obviously this work really lights you up as well. Yeah, it does. It's like I worked in a um, call center for 10 years and I was a team leader there and I was on the phones and did quality assurance and everything. And um, I learned lots of skills about customer service, but the other part was quite just soul destroying because yeah. you know, I'm stuck in a confined space. And um, I feel I feel like this doing this job, all the parts of that that I like, I still get to do, but then I get to do that, you know, creative thing as well. Um, yeah. And I've gone off on a tangent in my brain, like creative people do. And, yeah. um, what I'm loving right? the tangent. I'm keeping yeah. up. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were we saying again? <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the call center because was there a pivotal moment? I know a lot of people I meet with, with the sessions, um, there's, there's like pivotal moments for them where it's like, I'm not happy in this thing. It's time to do something different. So cast your mind back. Um, was there a pivotal moment where you're like, it's time to do something different? Like I need to follow my photography passion or I'm, I'm going to say yes to this business or did it just sort of evolve out of a hobby? Um, it is Share well, with us, people kept asking me because I went to TAFE and did photography when I left school and everything. I even for year 10 work experience, I did photography. So it must have been something that was always there. Um, but then my dad is an artist and like, um, I never wanted to be like, he went to art school. I never wanted to be the starving artist. Mm -hmm. uh, like, so I think I always saw that poor mentality that, um, I'm creative, but I can't make money from it. And I yep. was determined to, like, I didn't want to have those two things go together. And then when people wanted to start paying me for photography and I got into the wedding industry and, you know, obviously you don't get paid $5 for a photo. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I, I can still, you know, eat anything bar two minute noodles and I can still have a, you know, holidays and a fruitful life and still use this passion that I have. Um, and it was just right for me. So I, <clears throat> while yes. I was working at the call center, excuse me, I don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I can't catch it anyway, babe. No, no, it was, oh, no, yeah. Yeah. The joys yeah, of fine. podcasting. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you don't have COVID. <laughs> yeah, but also, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, so I established my business while I was still working there and my husband's like, you know, you should just make this into a business. People want to pay you. Um, so then, you know, I worked with lots of people. So I guess that was to my advantage because then they were like, you know, heaps, I photographed heaps of people's weddings and kids that I've worked with. Um, yeah. So I had like all of those people to network really. So that worked to my advantage. Um, but yeah, there was just, I guess there was a time where I was just like, when I'd go to the bosses with my ideas of how things could work better and they were shut down because, you know, 
being that corporate environment, they were limited to, you know, the input that they could have from other people because you had to be high up to make those decisions. I was just like, like I have all these ideas that I know would work, but I can't, can't do anything with them. Yep. Um, so it's like the only way I can do this is if I have my own business mm-hmm. and then I only have to answer to me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always, as a, as a child, I always looked up to like any family members or um, any people I knew that ran their own business. I just thought that was a whole other thing that you did. And like, even as a child, I really identified that that was a really brave thing. And I never, ever thought that that would be something I did because I was such a sheep. <laughs> we could really revisit this whole people pleasing thing undercurrent in this. Um, I always thought I would have my own business. Yeah. And right. I when I was younger like so my grandparents had a fancy dress shop that they had like one of the or probably the first in the area and um they worked really hard to have that for 20 plus years until mum took it over when nana passed away and then mum had it wow my mum had a dress shop that was called d's fashions funnily enough (laughs) um and then yeah my dad had like sold his artworks and stuff so i always saw that you could work for yourself my brother has runs his own business now as well so there was always that um, freedom that you know you can go and do this yourself like you don't have to work for someone if but I did also see their struggles of yeah um you know making it work and you know regular income and like keeping the business going so there was always that vision of it as well so I guess you know I just had to get to a point where I made up my own mind and but yeah I guess I'd had good lessons from them in um, business owning and I used to go and I remember I started up a vintage clothing thing and went to markets and had a business registered a business name when I was younger and I'd make um like bracelets and sell them in my nan's fancy dress shop so I was yeah I, I wanted to do it from when I was young <laughs> yeah and there's that word creative again like that you were like able to honor those creative urges and that, you know, creative soul oh and the puppy yeah, <laughs> He's on the podcast too. We talk about my mum like that. <laughs> so cute. Oh, we knew he'd like find his way into the podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> so good. So, okay, let's see. Have we covered everything? Challenges, what makes it all worth it? Yeah, starting out and saying yes, which for you it was 10 years ago and still going strong, D. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, helps, I'm still booking the, people. So yeah, what good. does help sustain like is is it is it literally the like um is the motivation now obviously it's not just all about the money um but is the motivation like showing up for your business and that you know desire for income which is pretty freaking important um yeah. or is there some is there more to it which i already know the answer um, i th- there is more to it because i like that passion thing that i spoke about before like and i don't and like sometimes i'm like oh you know like maybe I shouldn't keep doing this, but then I will photograph someone and I'll feel so good and they feel so good. Yeah. And like, it just sound corny, but it does warm my heart that, um, that when the people, by the sea podcast, know, yeah. Like even like seeing your photos going around and like yeah. seeing that you use them for, um, you know, so to many promote parts. the podcast, <laughs> promote the podcast. <laughs> but, seeing, but also seeing you look at yourself and like see you in those photos and feel confident to use those photos, yeah, like, promote your business. Like, that's really like special to me. 
Yeah. Well, they're really special photos. I really struggled to have, to have and find the right, the right photos. And now I have a whole collection to the point where I'm like, no, mom, you can't cut my hair shorter because they need to match my photos. That <laughs> She really thought I'd lost the plot then. She's like, uh oh, Kate, Kate's lost the plot. But it's true. I'm like, no, mom, I, these photos are still really current. I need to make sure they're current. Um, until I think they week. look like you, like I think to yeah. Taking me taking them aside, they I think they capture your essence and you as a person, and it's nice to look at that and go, oh yeah, that's totally Kate. Yeah, I can see me. I can see me in them as well, which I think that's really important. Uh, before we hit record, we're talking about that challenge. Like there are so many filters, and you know, there's the the selfie is such a thing nowadays, which it probably wouldn't have been ten years ago. No, it definitely wouldn't. No, have they wouldn't. No, it's hard to no. do all those like. Oh, how no. do you, how do you like overcome that? Like, it's not a selfie photo because this is a conversation we had at my shoot. I was like, "But D, high angle," and she's yeah. like, "No, I can take a photo of you front on, Kate, and you will like it." And I was like, "Ugh." Yeah. Now and the front look, and I'm, and I'm a total hypocrite with that because my husband knows now he has to put the camera up higher and look down at me because otherwise I've got two chins. But <laughs> I know, I guess, but, but I mean, he's not a photographer, so I guess I know how to do it so that I don't have to do that. And yeah, but I think it's just I'll have a conversation with people, and you just yeah. see that. And I guess I am really intuitive like that, and I will go off the vibe of the shoot. Um, yeah you know, rather than like, I'll just go with it. It's not about technical shooting or anything to me. It's about like what I'm feeling. And even when I go for a wedding shoot, if I can feel that the whole vibe changes, at least I can say this on this podcast and not sound like it's all woohoo. Um, oh no. So <laughs> I know, you're, I know your listeners will be totally fine, yeah. but I, you know, like you feel the energy change and I'll be like, I'll just stop shooting and like either give them a rest or just end like that part of the shoot because I think if the energy has changed and you aren't getting the real them, then what's the point in keeping on shooting? Because you'll see it in their face and their eyes. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. So to me, it's important to like, yeah, like shoot based on the energy of what's going on on the Definitely. day. Silas hates photos and it like, and he loved our wedding, but the, he always will say the worst part of our wedding was that bit where we left the party for photos. And he's like, that was awful. And I'm like, yeah, why did we do that? Because you hate photos and those photos, we don't, we didn't even print those photos yeah. um, because he hated it. And you could tell he didn't like it. He's like, they're and seriously drinking my beer and eating my snacks, Kate. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's go back to the party. Um, and yeah. I think that's too, like I say to people, like make it fun during that time. And I've had a couple say to me, like, one of the most fun parts of our day was hanging out with you, Dee, having photos. And I'm like, oh, that's such a nice compliment because yeah. like I know when we were away for our photos and everybody was, you know, quite plastered by the time we get back, but they were having fun, you know, without us and I wanted to join in. But um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to make that experience when you're away from yeah. like, people that are there that love you and want to see you. And I say to people, like, don't have any more than an hour, like, doing yeah. A bridal party shoot I said because otherwise they are going to have lots of fun and it's your day like you want to interact with all those people that love get you. amongst it yeah, yeah that's right like that's what you're there for and then I get to capture like beautiful moments of them interacting with their family and friends so yeah uh, and that's pretty special too yeah I think being able to read the energy and being quite intuitive will definitely help and even just you there's probably lots of photographers that don't that do that but don't use that language necessarily um but yeah reading a vibe knowing when it's time to call it quits go back to the party 
and yeah. you'll, you'll find all you need to, to find. But definitely the right, the right people find, like there, you've already mentioned it, there's enough um, people in the world um, for us to be ourselves and the right people will find the right people, whether it be for wedding photography, brand photography, soul sessions with Kate, <laughs> the, right, the right souls um, uh, find one another. And I totally, I totally believe that more and more. I believe that even oh, more. Yeah, today. I do. I'm a firm believer in the law of attraction and I think that yep. you definitely attract who you meant to. And like I, it's funny because the majority of people that I book for weddings seem to be nurses or teachers. Yeah. But I just attract those people in those jobs. But I think it is that they've got those caring, nurturing jobs. And I guess people tell me I'm like that too. So I think we just get along yep. on, on that level. Um, and they, they are the types of people that seem to be attracted to me. <laughs> yeah. I remember, um, I remember Becky from Becky married, married me. Um, she once said, um, she seems to attract a lot of coppers. Like she marries oh. me, a policeman and I'm like, yeah. oh, and, no, and she's a lawyer. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and I know yeah. celebrants. So they say most of the people that they um, that they marry are like solicitors. Yeah, and stuff like that they just they just I don't know why, but I attract those. But I guess yep. yeah, and I don't really attract heaps of yep. solicitors. But. And I I think there's a lot to do with the power of word of mouth too. Hey, like you can put a lot into your marketing, but if you make a true genuine connection and you make a difference in someone's life, people are going to talk about that. And, the majority um, of my work is now word of mouth and it yep. will be, I will photograph whole families, like all of the, um, you know, the sisters and brothers. And I've, you know, I've got a family where I've photographed, I think, four brothers and then they're all their friends and everything. Wow. Yeah. Which is really and then you feel like it's family when you go back as well. Yeah. Well, cause it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. my interpretation of family, true connection yeah. and yeah. like showing yeah. up at those various milestones of people's lives, like, hey, back again. Um, I know, and it's really nice and then they feel comfortable and I think like I have people that contact me every year, you know, for family photos and they're like, you're our, you're our photographer now, Dee, like we don't yeah. use anybody else. And yeah. I see get to see the kids grow up and they know me and they're excited to see me and it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. I think there's something about that. I mean, and <laughs> my heart goes out to any listeners who are like so anti-marriage and you're talking to a wedding photographer and, and Kate with her <laughs> celebrant hat on, but there's something so much energetically that, that happens at, um, at wedding or just even at any kind of ceremony where I think being a part of that, you do sort of become connected or bound to that, um, that precious family moment really. You do because you hear people's personal stories too that, and you get led into a world that you wouldn't be led into otherwise, like, because you're led into these strangers' world. You hear, you know, stories that, especially when I'm doing this at the speeches, like you hear stories that are, you know, that I wouldn't have a clue and I love hearing people's stories and it's, then you just feel that connection to them, especially if it's been, you know, a sad circumstance or something. And then like, you know, a lot of stuff about them, at that stage that only their family and friends know. So you do feel connected in that. Yeah. On that yeah. Um, which I and think is a privilege. Absolutely. Because we can't deny that humans crave connection and like every human being has a unique story um, that, that is true and real to them. So you really get to dip in and out of so many people's, um, you know, unique circumstances and stories. Yeah. And I, I, I just makes it um, sacred work, Dee, just saying. 
yeah, no, it's pretty, yeah. I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, but it, it, it's like, I mean, I'm not one to sit there and talk about the weather with people, um, you know, I'll do like a deeper conversation. So I think, I guess that's what I do like that part of it too, that I do get to hear that, you know, more than just the weather's nice outside stories. Yeah. Um, of the people but I think even with a wedding day like even if you're not into weddings and or even if someone's wedding doesn't last let's say yeah but that happens still, and which obviously that's life and that happens but I just think there's that one moment like even if you know even if it lasted a month there's that one moment that those two people loved each other and the mm. people that were there at the wedding showed that love for the couple that were there so no matter no matter what happens later down the track there's still that moment of happiness that's being captured. So, yeah, yeah like, yeah. I mean, that, that's a nice feeling. So, yeah, no matter what the future holds, you've still got, yeah. that, that, there's that day that is a happy day. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I think the photographer's a real guide. Like, I'm always like, um, I talk to a bride and groom about planning them, their wedding. I'm like, have you, obviously, they always have their photographer. You got your photographer, yep. Okay, well, where does your photographer want you to stand? I'm always like, yeah, just go, just check with the photographer. The photographer knows. They just know that stuff. I think it's because you are. Would you ask your that? I wish more celebrants would ask Oh, that. I actually, um, it was the first I think I learned it in my, could not have learned that officially in my celebrant training, but it would have, it came up somewhere in the early days of celebrant um, work that I was like, just, uh, just, oh my gosh, now we're spilling over to the celebrant podcast. Yeah, no. but like, um, yeah, <laughs> just, just ask, well, lots of, lots of your followers will find, will find this and they'll be like, oh, there was something in that for me. Like it wasn't all spiritual cake, cake <laughs> yeah. stuff. This is all of me. Um, but yeah, it was one of the earliest things I got was just check with the photographer. They know, they get the lighting, they know where to stand. On the other really good advice, get out, get your celebrant to step out of the photo for the kiss. That was a really big one for yeah, me. Maybe big, this yeah. is why I just become besties with the photographers because I, yeah. I, follow, I follow the rules, guys. Yeah, that's um, right. Anyway, that's that was a little like... side note for, for celebrants. I'll have to do some hashtag celebrant um, listening this week. All right, yeah. let's 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 bring it bring it back into the bubble of all things um, gumboots by the sea and soul fest. Yes. <laughs> That's funny because the <laughs> the message I get from my heart then is like it's where all of it is soul fest because we're it having is, a really. soul in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to do anything to bring it back, but other to other than to say, what are your offerings right now, Divine D? What do we have to share with the world during? COVID ups and downs and, um, you know, various restrictions that have lifted but might not lift. Um, what, are, what are you sort of sharing with the world right I think, now? I think it's like it's definitely put everything into perspective about people need to think about why they want to have a wedding. Is it mm -hmm. because they want to get married or because they want to party, which either is fine because it's your own choice. But um, I've had a couple that have just they rescheduled to next year and now they've gone back to this year because they said you know what all we're really waiting for is a year to for our friends to get drunk and they're yeah. like but we really want to be married and I'm like yeah. well that's awesome so you, yeah. you're doing that, I had for that, that too. yeah yeah and I'm Amazing. like oh. and I think that's really great that people are considering what it's actually about so um I guess yeah I'm offering that that people think about that before they make the decision to reschedule because it's not that people can't get married. Nobody said that with the risk restrictions, you can still get married. Um, so if that's, if you, if that's what's important to you, then go ahead and do it and have a big party later. Um, yep. 
but you know if it, if it is that you want to celebrate in front of your friends and with your friends then then reschedule it and and do that happy um, days yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. uh yeah and then like obviously i've been pushing more the brand photography side because i think it's a really good time for people to you know look at their business where their business is heading and um put themselves into it more um yeah. And that's really what Beck and I are passionate about with the brand photographers is, um, you know, getting people to show the world who they really are. And I guess that's with the intuitive photography type thing too. Like we want to show people's personalities um, rather than them just stand in front of a blank wall with a flash in their face and like have them in their natural environment (laughs) Um, so that they feel comfortable and then that other people can connect with them on a different level. Um, So raising their brand in that way um and yeah and obviously like restrictions don't stop that with a headshot of one two people in a room yeah um, perfect so that's, yeah, or outdoors so. even yeah yeah outdoors yeah outdoors indoors yeah. anywhere so yeah yep and then underground lovers yeah so that's only we limit it to 10 people so that's still within the guidelines um and that's like we only do like one and two hour packages so it's like a registry style wedding but it's in a really cool um 80s 90s style bar that's yeah. in newcastle it's underground i used to go there when i was like 18 when it wasn't <laughs> that. and uh, many a good night there and um yeah so we yeah we we did that because um look one i love to work close to home it's nice to drive five minutes and be at work and come home and and have the flexibility to work during school hours but also for those people that don't want the whole big fuss and the you know eighty thousand dollars worth of flowers that they just want to go and get married but but they still want a bit you know they still want something different and feel a bit cool while they're doing it um so that's what that's about brilliant so um many diverse offerings and if one thing's come out of this podcast like me actually um you know dipping into the celebrant stuff it is that we don't ever have to be one modality and you know you put on a lot of marketing hats you know supporting people um couples to you know legally get married even d for underland underground yeah. um lovers you've certainly supported me so much um helping me market myself and get myself me out into the, the world more um so you know you are we're all allowed to be and i think our souls are happier when we honor that we can be a person with many hats Do you know there's that sort of advice where it's like you know focus on that one thing to be really really good at it and sure um, I did decide to really step into my role as soul guide and you decided at some point, I don't know if we actually choose it or it chooses us or how it works, but you chose photography, but it's okay to be open to um, being all the things if you want. Like you yeah. don't have to be like, oh, I don't do that thing. Like it's so okay. safe to trust in that flow. And I think you've got all those different parts of your personality as well. And it's okay to meet the needs of different parts of your personality, like to make those yeah. different parts happy as well. Um, yeah, to make like, us feel fulfilled. Yeah, that's right. Like it doesn't have to be like just the box to say that I'm a photographer. I will only photograph this. Like mm. I know that it's still a business and that primarily, I guess the business is customer service at the end of the day which is something i did learn from working in a call center but um and it is like yeah servicing people and their needs and like and their happiness as well and their connection with their family like it is a business of doing that um yep. as well so it's not just taking to me the camera is kind of the second part of it and, yeah. the, and the people are the first part um 100 in, in in all 
I think we will make the world a greater place if everyone makes that a priority. People first yes. part. Like Yes, yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, yes, definitely. The rest comes with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Okay. We could go down a million yeah, more rabbit could. holes. Rabbit so holes. I'm just going to wrap it up there with a massive thank you, Dee, for your time. You. I knew that this would happen at the, the perfect, most divine time. And it has because we're ending um, this season with the gorgeous Dee, a whole heap of laughs and heaps for listeners to just ponder or, you know, feel good about. Um, thanks for joining us, Dee. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kate. Oh, catch you in Insta Stories. See you really okay. soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the final Soulfest episode um, of the season with the gorgeous Steve from Little Black Bow Photography. Um, check out Dee's work. Uh, you'll find her on Instagram at Little Black Bow Photography. Underground Lovers is there as well. And so is her most recent adventure, The Brand Photographers. And, of course, if you're not on Instagram, just have a little look in your favourite search engine and Dee from Little Black Bow Photography will be right at the top for you to connect with and explore further. As I've already mentioned, that was the final episode of our Soulfest season. Thank you so much to the amazing contributors, Lucy Moonco, Nadine the Cake.